Hello, my love, and welcome to the Body-Led Business Podcast. Today, we have a conversation that has nothing to do with business. Today, it's going to be more of a girly drop-in, and we're going to speak about love, intimacy, and sexuality. I always say that the quality of your relationships impacts the quality of your life, and this means that the way you feel in your relationship will directly impact what is happening in your business. Whether you are in a relationship, dating or not, what is moving through your heart will be informing the level of energy, confidence, inspiration that you have in your business. So I would love to cover one really fun conversation as it relates to love. So as you know, I am in a very beautiful sacred union with my beloved Kevin. And there is something that we have been exploring over the last few months. You may know that for us, our sexual desire, our erotic connection is one of our core values in our relationship. We are both equally devoted to cultivating our sexual chemistry as the foundation of our relationship. Because when the arrows is flowing, everything else is flowing from the most domestic chores to our communication, to our desire to dream and envision our best life. So this is truly the thing that helps us to alchemize any challenges back into love, back into connection so easily. And we have come up with lots of really fun and creative ways how to ignite that desire because you probably know that Kevin and I have been living together basically from the very beginning of our relationship, which means we are in each other's space a lot, right? We live together, we both work from home, we have a lot of share friends. Of course, we have very intentionally built our separate men's and women's communities, but we have a lot of things in common, a lot of things that we do together. And to create that sexual chemistry, we have had to innovate ways to create space because sexual desire needs space in order to be ignited, right? Basically, it's two opposite energies, for example, masculine and feminine, having space in between and wanting to come together, just like a plus and a minus in a magnet, right? There is a force of attraction, that arc of energy that creates that sense of passion and attraction, right? So this is sexual desire. And for the sexual desire to occur, you need space. Not doing more of the same, not spending more time together in casual ways where the masculine and the feminine poles often blend and we just end up being bros, just hanging out together, being good friends, talking about life, but then no one really wants to make love anymore, right? So we are just so not available to be roommates. We are here to be passionate lovers while also enjoying the stability and the safety of our relationship. So all of this to say that 
engineering space in a long-term union is vital if you wish to create sexual chemistry. So we have come with a few things that we have explored from the very beginning of our relationship. So in the first couple of years, our main way of creating space was sleeping apart for half of the week, which was really helpful because it is one thing to be always physically connected, for example, when you are asleep and touching and sometimes cuddling awake or asleep, right? And then waking up already feeling that we are in each other's energy versus waking up in your own space, in your own thoughts, in your own energy, going about your morning routine on your own, doing your morning practice, returning to your inner union where it's just your inner masculine and your inner feminine open in devotion to God. At least this is my morning practice, right? It's my inner union and God or goddess. So that was really helpful. And right now, as we have been living in this past house here in Austin, we just ended up sleeping together most of the time. It just happened naturally and it feels really good. However, we thought, okay, how else can we engineer that space? And so we began experimenting with doing silent days. I know it's going to sound really dramatic. You guys, what, sleep apart? You have silent days. And I still haven't told you that when we do silent days, we also don't touch. So <laughs> it's all the things that people do when they fight, right? Sleeping apart, not talking, no touching. And when you do it intentionally, it actually resets your polarity. So it took us quite a bit of experimentation to come up with this idea to do silent days with no touch. So at the beginning, we started off by doing just one silent day, which was beautiful, but it wasn't making a really big difference because we're still touching. And Kevin and I are very touchy. We are very physical, very primal. If you've ever met us in real life, you know that we're always kissing and hugging and touching each other, right? So... By the way, thank God for being with a man who shares the same language of love, which is touch. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so we decided to remove touch and also add another silent day. And it just made more sense to also sleep apart on that same night. And right now we do two silent days on Mondays and Tuesdays. And then we reunite on Tuesday evening. So Tuesday evening is our date or ritual night where we are intentionally coming together. And what happens during those two days? We prioritize filling our own cup individually. It is so much about returning to our own inner union, me sourcing the inner masculine through me, through God, and not through Kevin, which is so healthy if you want to avoid any codependent dynamics. We do this on other days of the week, of course, but when we are apart, it just naturally happens that I will, of course, want to rely on my own inner masculine more than on Kevin's masculine. We also remove all the mundane, domestic, practical conversations from our relationship. And don't get me wrong, I am all about honoring the mundane, being very clear about splitting the chores and paying the bills and getting the groceries and all the things. These are really important aspects, of course. 
However, it is so easy to allow these conversations to just slip into the moments which could be instead be used to deepen our intimacy, to create more magic. And so by doing these two silent days, we have replaced the mundane with more mystery. And then when we reunite on Tuesday evening, the quality of presence, the quality of touch, the depth and intentionality of our words is so different. And sometimes we will reunite fully only in our ritual space. And then every single word and touch, they carry the frequency of prayer. And then without leaving the house, we have suddenly reset our entire relationship and we have made the space that we need to long for each other. And if you know me, the feminine longing is one of my favorite conversations. And I may record the podcast episode just on the feminine longing because it is something that I work with so closely to open my heart to new layers of of devotion. So on a practical note, to have such silent days, you will need to make arrangements. It is not practically convenient, of course, because sometimes you have to discuss things. And then we will usually open the notes app on one of our phones and talk on the notes app without talking (laughs) by tapping the words. And usually it's really funny because we speak through emojis, we make silly jokes and you make it fun, right? And of course, if you have kids, you will have to get extra creative and that will depend on the age of the kids as well. And of course, if the baby is really small, it may not be possible to do it. And if the baby is older, it's going to be easier to perhaps get extra support. And it may not be a whole day, maybe it's going to be a half a day, right? So just really take this invitation and make it work for your own unique life circumstances. And I want to share a few words about sexual desire. It is one of the most harmful lies that we have been fed, the sexual desire is meant to dissipate in a long-term partnership. Why is it harmful? Because if we believe that this is true, we're not going to take any action to cultivate our desire. And of course, if we do not prioritize cultivating our desire intentionally, it is going to dissipate because life is busy. Because we have our attention being pulled in so many different directions at all times. And then it's not going to happen somehow magically. Especially when we have, you know, our old wounding come up. We have to deal with old patterns. We have triggers and tensions which are part of relating. And then we are not balancing the difficult stuff with the errors, with the pleasure, with the openness of the heart, then it's going to be very difficult in the long run to keep that chemistry going. And one thing for sure, when the sexual chemistry alive, everything becomes so much easier. When I am well made love to, all the complaints that I've had, they're gone. I don't even remember what I was complaining about. (laughs) Right? Such a good relationship hack. And by the way, this is about 1% of the work that I do with my somatic intimacy clients. And it is very rare that I have coaching spots available for somatic intimacy coaching because my clients tend to work with me for a long time. My current intimacy clients have been working with me for 
more than the last two years. So in my one-on-one intimacy containers, we do some of the deepest work that I know to be possible because we work at the body level for you to rewire your belief systems and your patterns as it relates to love, intimacy, relationships, and sexuality. Every single session ends up being a somatic ceremony. We take the time for you to start feeling safe in your body, unravel emotionally, meet your deeper patterns that are holding you back, and instead rewire those patterns somatically at the nervous system level so that you feel worthy of the love that you desire to experience, so that you feel fully alive in every single part of your body, so that your heart is open, soft, and receptive, so that your womb is truly a source of your wisdom. So this is some of the deepest work that I do when it comes to restoring your feminine wisdom, embodiment, and aliveness. As I said, it's so rare that I have a spot open for one-on-one intimacy coaching. And if you feel called to do this work, send me a message. If you have a business, sometimes if there is a full alignment, I am available to do both somatic intimacy and business coaching. So if you feel that you are ready for the full life transformation, also send me a message. So to end this podcast episode, I wish to share some words that are written not by myself, but by an incredible poet that you are most likely familiar with. His name is Khalil Gibran. And he wrote some of the most powerful words that are foundational for sacred union. So I'm just going to read those words. So please receive them to the bottom of your heart. But let there be spaces in your togetherness. And let the winds of the heavens dance between you. Love one another, but make it not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. Fill each other's cup, but drink not from one cup. Give one another of your bread, but eat not from the same loaf. Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each other one of you be alone. Even as the strings of a lute are alone, so they quiver with the same music. Give your hearts, but not into each other's keeping. For only the hand of life can contain your hearts. And stand together, yet not too near together. For the pillars of the temple stand apart. And the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow. Thank you so much, my love. I'll see you in the next episode.